Welcome, welcome to That Helps No One Fantasy Cast. My microphone, my phone, my microphone, my phone, my new phone. Welcome to That Helps No One Fantasy Cast on the Dean Blundell Network. My microphone is in and out. That is not good. Uh, I'm joined by two men I know very well, and only because it says their names on the screen. Everyone, welcome to the show, Ted. Everyone, welcome to the show, Steve, and their family. Their families may show up at some point during the show because apparently we need to take breaks on the show to see our family. You haven't earmarked out at least 45 minutes to an hour for for a very important show, but I get it. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Ted, good to see you. Ted, I love your hat, but Ryan does not have those Kelowna vibes going on. He's got like those real angry, I don't know. I got Miami vibes on. I'm you wearing Drake vibes. You think you'd be like real chill, but you're you're more in that like angry vibe zone. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I got. I'm wearing a Drake shirt. <laughs> are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Is everybody okay? I'm okay. You guys, how's everyone doing? How's what's what's the vibe like beyond my my screen here? My, my vibe's great. There we go. There we go. Ted, yeah. your vibe, your vibing. Yeah, all the all the vibes, mostly from Kelowna. Kelowna vibes. Yeah. <clears throat> those are those are important <laughs> vibes in this town. So if you don't have them, um, we're going to talk about some football. I think that's going to be the 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 path we're going to go on the show today. We're going to talk about uh, fantasy football. Also, uh, that's probably more the specific version of what we're going to talk about. Did you guys have a good week seven? Did everyone win their matchups? Ted, you beat me in a mean nothing league for me. So thank you. And I beat our good friend, Kyle. Oh, I am on the way back to the playoffs. Watch out. Playoffs? Playoffs? I'm just trying to win a game. And I did win a game with Jimmy G and James Robinson and a bunch of other people. My team is littered with actual NFL trade targets. I love it. Cam Akers, I got James Robinson, I got Mike Gusecki, I've got, uh, who else is on my roster? I pretty much have every, on my other league, CMC, so I pretty much got a little bit of everything, so by trade deadline and in the act. Now you're talking about trading CMC already, which is also just craziness. Well, Maybe not craziness, you, but it's just, it is crazy town in trade season right now, so I will say that. Yeah, the only reason I would trade him, I've learned my lesson, and I would trade him for more things. So we'll see what happens here. I mean, this is the trade. I don't know. Steve, you haven't heard this trade yet. So AJ Dillon, Jean Vante Williams, he hurt. Um, the first round pick, his first round pick for C Mac. Now so he's like Javante Williams and a first round pick. Yeah, for C Mac. Are, are they a little me? weak? Well, you don't are you a little weak. I mean, I'm weak. I'm weak. He's weak. I'm okay. weak. Now <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic Ryan team. It is. He's four and three right now. He's four and three. I mean, I got a decent team. My obviously Ryan Tannehill, obviously. Uh, I got Christian McCaffrey. I got uh Samajay Perrine, if I said that right. Cortland Sutton, who is not a basketball player, apparently, according to the name I've given him. Drake London started from the bottom, governor, because you get that. Foster Moreau. I got Michael Gallup. Giddy up. I got Curtis Samuel. Lyle Jackson. 
And um, I've also got Stafford, Akers, Meikle Hardman, the new, he should be the new MVP for the show, I think. Van Jefferson, coming back. Tyler Higby and the Fort Dawson Knox. So I got some guys I don't have like. I you were going to say the Fort Jody Fortson. I was going to just like give you the championship belt right now. Like you wonderful SOB for doing that. But the Fort, well, Dawson Knox is, you know, the Fort Knox. He's playing words. Words. So, anyway, I'm, I'm going to be contemplating. I may ask for some more compensation in that league because apparently I need draft picks. Because every time I try to do something, I get jacked on something else. So, what do you guys I think? Devonte piece. Like, I mean, Ted's brought this up on the show before when our good friend Chris is finally on the oh, show. Chris is not here, by the way, this week. In case you're yeah. listening on the podcast. It's probably because he knew we'd be talking about something like a trade where there was a hurt Nick Chubb and Ted traded a value guy in Josh Jacobs. I think, and we talked about this last week too with with the four of us, going after these injured guys for the year to give people who are going all in um, Mm -hmm. players for their run. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a time. So my week, I lost Brees Hall for the season in both That's of my shame, league. real shame. And I'm already anticipating the calls coming in. Like, what can I give you for Brees Hall to help you with your run? Um, and then I would be, I don't know if I'd say I would be selling low on Brees Hall, but I mean, you draft him first overall, he's injured you, you, you want to maximize on that. I'm not going to sell him. So I if think... I offered you up straight up James Robinson, what do you say? Straight up for Brees Hall. Close. Ted, you're on mute, by the way. That's why we can't you're, hear you. Your gums are just flapping in the open. It's not really a word that he would say. It's more like audible laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I know. Let's see. Like, I'm okay just holding on to him. Like I, I, I still have a championship caliber team like chris phillips wins a league at 500 i can still compete um my conundrum now is do i go all in with every other thing because Brees hall is still going to be a keeper for me he's going to come back mm-hmm. next year is he though mm, yeah I'm not i would get rid of him while you can get him while people are willing to take him off of your your off of your shoulders i mean he's a liability at this point oh Sell them low, right? Injury That's prone, obviously. Bad. First year, can't even stay healthy. You gotta get you gotta move on guys like that while you can. Like and he plays for the Jets. The Jets, the Jets suck. That's Most funny, years. Trying, trade me a jet. I am trying. I'm trying to make sure that you have the best chance at winning. And he is now the best jet. He wasn't a jet forever. They brought him in because they saw value. So he begrudgingly is gonna be a jet. And he's going to be a champion there, not a Super Bowl. But. I'm pretty sure Ryan tried this trade with another guy in our league, and he just said, see Cam Akers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually blocked him after that comment. That's so. fired. Yeah. But, but for you, that might not be a bad trade. You are trading away a, a, a Christian McCaffrey who might be back to his old level of, of height value, right? You've got mm-hmm. a guy who's been performing well, people are are reminiscing over the years where he took over the league. So you would be getting back like a super young running back. Who's going to come back from his ACL. That's totally fine. But you only keep one player though. So that would be my keeper then, right? It would be Javante Williams. Yeah. So then scrap AJ Dillon and make him throw in more picks. 
Yeah, I'd like I, a first, another first. Or yeah. or a second and a third. A first, second, and third. Yeah. Do it. Like um, you're in you're in the driver's seat when you don't want to get rid of a guy. Like right now, I do not want to get rid of Brees Hall. Like, would it help me make a championship run to to battle Ted in our James league? Robinson? Absolutely. Yeah, James Robinson would absolutely help. That's why I inquire inquired within. Him. Inquire within. Yeah. But for me, I'm okay holding on to him. And so I, you know, I hold all the power in that trade still. So like if somebody wants him, they have to pay me the value of his pre-injury. And if they don't want to pay that, which is totally fine, well, yeah. then I just keep him. I'm, You're I'm basically he man. You have yeah. all the power. Um, so I guess if you were to make, I mean, you we're not going to make a trade, but seeing Brees Hall go down now, there's no sound to this. But is this an actual you, trade negotiation that I'm witnessing here? Is that it could be? No. So it, when you saw Brees Hall go down, like, did it feel like this, Steve? <laughs> right in the wiener. <laughs> there was no sound. I couldn't find sound for that. That was uh, for the podcast people. That was Mac Jones just, yeah, laying the boots, laying the boots to a nutsack, and it was awesome. So, There's not like a, a fun bit. way. That's pretty funny because Mac Jones is now sacked. So, <laughs> hey, just a second, just a second. Carry on the conversation. Got to type a new caption. No, Keep talking, Ted. Say something funny. I think I just spent it. That's it. I blew my wad, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> wow, wow. Here we go. I got it. A little late to the party, but irony, Mac Jones. There you go. A little late, a little late, a little late to the party. I apologize. Um, It's everybody is getting traded. It's like the NFL is going in fantasy football, like craze mode. Like this seems like wild, right? Like how many guys have been flirted with being moved like Chase Claypool. You're seeing Elijah Moore. We just saw Robinson. Cam Akers is likely getting traded. Um, Like it's C-Mac obviously gets moved. Like it's insane right now. Like the NFL is just absolutely bonkers fantasy mode which I don't think I've seen this many like high-end um, rumors or actual trades. This has been crazy. Yeah, and, and like like the, the Cam Akers one is really funny to me because they are looking at getting rid of Cam Akers when it's very clear that they still don't really trust Henderson either. Like Henderson's there, he's healthy, he's still somewhat productive, but I've never really felt like he was the Rams back either. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they're, they're looking at sending off acres and then they're probably also looking at bringing in some help too right so it's a really weird world guys are going to be teams are going to be spending picks to to make these trades most likely and the nfl more than any other sport i feel like is very strange in what pick value is worth uh to get a guy it seems like they're either worth multiple firsts or they're worth like fifth and sixth round draft picks so it's weird right it's it's totally bizarro world and it's well i mean you know amari cooper at the start of this year for a fifth round draft pick right i mean weird right so it seems strange when you're thinking about a team making a deal for, uh, you know, a running back, but all you have to do is step one tier down. And now you're looking at giving up a piece that might not even make your roster next year in the form of a rookie. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, it's so crazy because it seems like every two days there's a new rumor that comes out and everybody rushes and sees who they have on their team. Who can I drop? Who can I go pick up? Like, who's that deep, Who's that third string running back? Who's that fourth wide receiver? Who's that fifth wide receiver? Who's the second tight end? Like now you're just scouring. And I don't think we've ever been this frantic to get like, we're all looking for that next guy. But when you actually know like, holy crap, like next man up literally could happen tomorrow. 
And I think the other thing that's like super, super weird with when you cross these two worlds over of like reality and fantasy football is, you know, Ryan, you were like, oh, James Robinson, you have to start with a first round pick. And I like, you know, tongue in cheek, I was like, well, he didn't even go for that in real world. Like, yeah. why <laughs> was that? Score, he right? was a UDFA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically free. 17th round. Yeah. I always find it funny because trades are such a massive part of fantasy football. And, you know, we, we could spend the next five months talking straight about just trade uh, evaluations and how they change and they alter. But in the grand scheme of things, trades in fantasy football stay generally together as like certain guys are worth certain amounts. Like, you know, if you want Brees Hall from me, you need to give me like a first, a keeper, and then plus something probably like there's there's kind of like standards that are set but like ted said in the real world we've got amari cooper going for a fifth round pick and we've got other guys going for like a second third fourth fifth and then by the very next day we're going to have a guy who's almost as productive but maybe not that productive go for like a conditional seventh round pick they're just there's never a rhyme or reason to how these trades actually make sense in the real world which mm -hmm. is what makes it so great because every time there's a weird trade, you're like, what? Like, how did they get, you know, Randy Moss for a third round pick way back yeah. in the day? Like, exactly. I remember that one came out and I was like, I know nothing about trade evaluations because Randy Moss is going to light it up in, uh, in, uh, yeah. in New England. And he did. And they got him for mm -hmm. a third round pick. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's bonkers. And uh, Ted knows that I love my conditional draft picks. That used to be when we first started playing, like, oh, man. I'd Go have, to Steve, I, in all fairness. Oh, oh, do you? I used to have, like, this list of conditions. Ted's like, how about we just do this or this? All right, I guess so. Because <laughs> I would be like, okay, well, how about if you make the playoffs? And he's like, right. We're not doing conditions. <laughs> like, I, just, I love me some conditional drafting. Yeah, I'm not tying up all my picks for you, so I can't trade up anybody else. It like it's like, like if you win the league, it turns into a first next year as well, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if fun. you win, uh, you have to send me a conditional fourth, fifth, and sixth. If 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 you lose, then you owe me the seventh. So in the meantime, I can't trade the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh until the end of the season. So yeah, no thanks. Not into conditionals. Hard pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's I don't know. There's every time I hear like a conditional pick, I'm like, oh, I've had so many good memories about that. It just it just brings you back to a place. So it's uh it, it's kind of funny. And I think uh was was McCaffrey was there or was it just a second, third, fourth this this year and then a fifth next year, I think is basically how it was. Yeah, I, I think, think it, was, it was pretty straight up, right? It was one of those, right? Like two, three, four this year, five next year, or maybe the fourth was next year, but most yeah. of the picks were this year. That's right. Yeah. Um, sorry, you're gonna say something. No, uh you wanted to talk about the quote that he oh. was about... it a real quote or was it I don't I don't even care. I, hope so. I don't think it was I hope so. And now I you were talking about it and I can't remember verbatim what it said, but basically they were like, His why jersey number? The number 23. 23. And he yeah. was like, this is the amount of fantasy points I'm going to score in PPR leagues. In half week. PPR. Or half PPR, right. <laughs> like, so cheeky. And I don't think it was real, but I think the quote, or the, the person who uh, quote tweeted or whatever, 
put, I don't care if this is real or not. I'm believing it. I, yeah, I saw I and I put it in, it. I put in the group chat. I'm like, I don't even care. You guys, this, if it's real or not, it's hilarious. I'm like, he's going for the split. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So anyway, pretty awesome. Um, we had, now this guy isn't going to be in our Thano picks this week. However, however, he should be for all the same reasons. Bucks in an NFC South matchup. Brady fires downfield, and the pass is bobbled and dropped by Mike Evans. Mike so Evans, Evans. come on, how, bro. I, I, I declined to answer how my fantasy football week went. Uh, clearly, I lost. But I just traded for Mike Evans to go on my championship run. And that happened. And of course, you guys sent it in the chat right away. And I'm like, oh, great. This is how this week is going to go. Like, this is my luck this week is that like the most sure-handed wide receiver of the last 10 years, Mr. Dependable is wide open. And he just has a concentration drop. And that that's like a, I don't know. 75 yard touchdown so there's the difference of like 13 plus points i would have actually come close to on one catch on one catch of uh you know being right there with ted in our matchup but standard or ppr uh that's a good question what was that steve in either way nothing is standard in ppr in case you guys didn't hear before ppr means points per reception this is uh an informational podcast and live stream so we want to make sure we get those in too um yeah unbelievable that was i I think i had him i was that close to making my final pick this week but i wanted to have joy not not destruction now speaking of destruction before we do get to our final picks someone chose violence this weekend in the form of a The clip isn't all that great. So basically, the Atlanta Falcons mascot. Dirty bird getting so dirty. He trucks sticks a Pop Warner kid, and the whole team attacks the mascot. Just absolutely awful. I I love it. Not only does he like truck him at the one yard line, like you ain't scoring on me, but then he like goes over for like the taunting penalty as well. Like I'm all in this. And then good for the kid. Like the kid's like standing up to him. He's like, you know what? you're a mascot and just chucks the ball in his face and lets his boys come to the rescue. I love it. So I always awesome. like, cause these are out every week. There's, I think there's a clip. There's a mascot pop Warner clip every single week. It feels like, and like every single week I'm thinking to myself, like these guys aren't pulling any, <laughs> these guys are pulling any punches like this. They're going after them. Like, and I'm not talking about the kids going after the mascots either. I'm talking about the grown men in the mascot uniforms taking on pop Warner kids. It's friggin' hilarious. Just don't show your face and just keep going. <laughs> don't don't create a don't create a scene. Okay. Without further ado, we get into Thanos Stars. Because I haven't added a new song yet. You should get some audio clips for that. I should. I'm gonna record that exact thing that I just did. I think it's worth it. I think we all deserve it. Uh Steve, who unimpressed you? this week in fantasy i get the the opening uh the opening go here well 
as we know, on Sunday, it was National Tight End Day. Sure and, was. And uh, we're not talking, as I said yesterday on the Ball Hawks podcast, we're not talking about Ryan's baseball pants here. We are not talking about pants that get gobbled up by butt cracks. Not that kind of tight end, people. <laughs> yeah, they get gobbled. <laughs> oh, hungry. They're hungry. Yeah. No <laughs> Snickers, though, thankfully. Um, I picked a tight end who had a beautiful 29-yard touchdown. Tommy Tremble. Roll the clip. Oh, I was I was doing multiple things. I was trying to trying to make this happen. Sorry. We're done. Walker fires. Caught. Touchdown. Tommy Trumbull. Dude's jacked up big time. Like that's a smooth looking route. I know uh he would he was you know it, Carolina was going through a bit of a crisis last week, or I guess this week, technically. And, you know, they're looking for DJ Moore. They're looking to revitalize him, maybe use those running backs uh, with McCaffrey out, like get them a little more in the spotlight. But no, they decide to go to Tommy Tremble from PJ Walker. No. Yeah, that should that should blow your mind right there. Yeah. PJ masks himself. PJ Masks himself. See, I know I know children's shows. I'm <laughs> I'm woke. I'm woke. We'll have uh Paw Patrol next week. We'll get you we'll get you covered. Ted, who's your who's your Thano this week? Um Sorry, who did you my... steal from me? Who did you steal from me um <laughs> to choose your Thano this week? Uh you know, my my Thano this this week is Demary Bird. So like I don't know where Bird came from or who he thinks he is. Um, but in a game where Marcus Mariota literally does nothing himself, who could have been a Thano all on his own, uh, throws only 13 passes. It's Bird who paces the Falcons passing attack in this game, going 75 yards and does this on one reception, guys. One. So if there was a guy that helped literally no one, it would be this guy because I don't think he was started on anybody's rosters beside the fact that it says 1% started. It's a lie. Bird is the word. Last year was number four pick, and Mariota is going to go deep, and he's got the connection. All the way into the end zone goes Jameer Bird, his first catch of the season, and it goes for 75 yards and a touchdown. Oh, Demir. Sorry. Demir Bird. Demir Demar. Did you guys hear the announcers like taunting him a little bit? Like even the announcer can't stop giggling like his first catch of the year. <laughs> An absolute bomb yeah, like, he, I think he had like two, he had two targets in the previous two games, both drops or something like that too. So <laughs> I don't even like, think anybody knew Mariota could throw the ball that far either. I know Pitts is looking at him thinking to himself like, what the hell do I got to do to get the ball here? Bird is coming off the plaque, the practice squad a couple games in. They're getting him 75 yard bombs, and I can't even get more than a target a game. So he had enough time to like look backwards fully, it like set his hands out, put his arms out, like pull it. Uh, okay, yeah, fo- got it. Football's easy, guys. Oh, it, he made it look like it was the easiest thing ever for sure. Yeah, absolute awesome. Definitely a Thano this week. Uh, we're going to do Chris's pick. And let me find his video. We should, uh, we should hit this question, though. There's a question rolled up in comments. Okay, here. we'll do it because Chris isn't here. So here, here's here's what we're going to do. 
who wants to take this one from Carmine 23. Should I trade Tyreek and Brandon Ayuk for Etienne and Debo? Interesting. Uh, so if you have Tyreek and Ayuk, you run, run to the accept button on this one. This is maybe the easiest one I've ever seen. Um, how do you I feel though? Think... What's that? How do you really feel? <laughs> yeah. Like Brandon Ayuk is great. I've been, you know, I had him in his rookie season. I drafted him. I've been really high on him. I think he's super talented, but he's fighting for targets behind Debo. And he's fighting for targets now behind Christian McCaffrey. So I think his stock uh, fell quite a bit. Uh, George Kittle had a big week in national tight ends week, apparently not even just day. Um, and uh, I'm also not as big on Tyreek getting into that older age because so much of his game is predicated on his explosiveness. So when that goes, he is going to fall off the ledge, I believe. Like he won't be relevant at all. Now we have James Robinson out of Jacksonville and Travis Etienne gets to be the guy. Let him be For the free. guy. Yeah, when he's allowed to be the guy, he is so explosive. He's going to be a running back for, you know, an RB1 for the next six to seven years. So if you have Tyreek and Ayuk and someone is offering that, run and smash that accept button. And make a sound when you do it too, so that you feel excited about it. Yeah, smash the button. That's a good trade. I hope that works out for you. I do. Um, let's get to Chris's pick. Does anyone want to? I'm also with Steve on that trade. Yeah, I was gonna. You didn't say anything, so I just assumed that you were cool with you. it. Do you have any further words to explain that? No, I, I, I like. I'm still a big fan of of Tyreek. I think a lot of this depends on whether your league is a keeper league or not. Um, just because he's still the target train, like he still gets just even if it's junk, he still gets so much thrown his way. And I love targets. Everybody knows that about me. Mm. But but in terms of where Etienne can be going and 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 what his future looks like, young back that was drafted to take over this role, now it's all coming to fruition for him. So uh, I mean, you can look at a bad offense with a good running back and still you know square peg round hole like force this thing to work and. And he's just that he's a good running back. And then Steve hit the nail on the head with, with the, with the, with the Ayuk and Samuel thing too. So I, I, I get it on the Tyreek part of it though. Cause I think, you know, Michael Thomas comes to mind when I think about a receiver that's starting to age a little bit and hasn't quite shown his, his, his warts. And I think at some point, if it happens, it's going to hit him around 28, 29, where the injury bug starts in and it doesn't really slow down after that point. Right. So yeah, I think Steve Steve crushed it on this one. I I would accept that trade in a heartbeat if I could. I wonder if you can parlay that to other leagues that kind of trade, because I would take that trade if someone would offer. I don't have any of those players. Someone was offering you Tyuk, Tyuk, and Ayuk. Tyuk, Tyuk is that mm-hmm. uh, a new player that we're gonna like a hybrid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a flex. It, that's that's what he does. He plays all all receiving positions. Um, Chris has Gus Edwards now. Steve's a big fan. Steve's a big fan of the Baltimore Ravens, as you may have heard on the Ballhawks podcast. Uh, Gus Edwards, he he's going to be a Thano this week. Is this really a Thano? Wasn't he starting like thirty percent of leagues? Oh, yeah, actually, I mean, we've had guys that are starting like thirty and twenty, and so I mean, whatever. He's not here, gonna, so I can. We're going to give it to him. We could rip him <laughs> on it, but let's let's see what a touchdown looks like in case we forgot. Today for the Ravens, two field goals. 
First and goal here at the seven. Jackson with a couple of 10-yard runs. Edwards in the backfield, Ricard the block. There he goes for six. And the Ravens have their first lead. There you go. That's what a touchdown looks like in Baltimore. You know what? I mean, like, you could have picked one or the other one since he smashed two against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, he, You know what? In our sleeper app, he was only started in 4% of the leagues. Oh, wow. But it says that helps no one. And guess what? He helped <laughs> me, bitch. You know, uh, I, the technicality. I love it. I, w- I was on the other end of watching that game and watching Gus Edwards just score the rock on numerous occasions, looking like the Browns couldn't stop him on the run, just like they haven't been able to stop anybody all year. But I got to be honest, I'm really happy for Edwards coming back. That's been a long road for a guy that has done nothing but play his part on a team that's had multiple running backs come in. So they needed it. He needed it just as bad. So it was really good to see a guy come back long road injury and then just take over like nothing had ever happened. And he looks, Steven, I don't know, you'd know better than me, but he looks noticeably bigger. Yeah, he uh, when he was going through his rehab and he got into training camp and stuff like that, there was a picture of him like, you know, the pads were like up over his shirt and people were like, my goodness, that is a big, big man. Like he's a big back to start with, but he looks like, you know, when he wasn't able to do running, he was just lifting all weights. Um, Jeff Zrebeck of uh, Now The Athletic, he tweeted out yesterday that he said, Edwards said he's lucky to even be playing. Said he tore his ACL, LCL, and had a hamstring tear. So, like, brutal. It wasn't just an ACL. Like, Ted knows this from He had the alphabet, which is brutal. You get one. You need your hamstrings back. You need Mm. your hamstrings to recover. I mean, unless you decided to do hamstring ACL graft, but um, it's, it's kind of a weird one because usually when you tear your ACL, the more common one is that you tear your MCL with it and not your LCL, which is on like the outside of your knee, which is oddly enough, the one that I did like his injury other than the hamstring is what I did. And apparently it's like super, super rare. Usually you tear ACL and MCL as opposed to ACL and LCL. There you go. Hmm. So between Steve and I, you have a Gus Edwards injury, and it took us a lot longer than that to come back. So basically, at some point, one of you guys is going to actually step up and actually be, you know, valuable, and you guys aren't going to be dragging dragging weight. It's just a lot of disappointment. Maybe one more season. And nah, we'll be... I'm a big weight dragger. That's true. You are. <laughs> Hammy's up there. Can't, can't run to first yeah. by himself. Yeah, no, those, no, those no are all dragging. Don't put that on me, Ryan. Don't put those... his injury history on me. I think I did well this year. That's true. That's true. I mean, almost the entire summer, save a play. Um, you were impressive, Steve. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it was the most important play of the season. At least I don't let another grown man swoop in and steal my catch, bud. He's been stealing everything from me the last two weeks. Hey, Baseball, I played a lot of center field with Ted out in left field. He doesn't even think about coming my way. When you know He's why? I'm pretty sure it's because you call for it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of my Thano pick this week, <laughs> from the Seattle Seahawks, a man who shares a name with Hollywood Brown, but isn't Hollywood Brown. He is uh, one of the Goodwin brothers. Uh, somewhere, I'm sure he's got a brother. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is my pick this week. 
four catches, five targets, two tutties. Maybe his first and last. Then is is Gino cooking with healthy food? He's with good food, maybe. And Russ, well, Russ is just not cooking. He's he's trying to cook. And he's burning the whole freaking kitchen down. So Marquise Goodwin, he's my pick. Smith looking for Goodwin and a jump ball caught by Goodwin for the touchdown. Working against J.C. Jackson. He's- I don't recommend doing those jumps in the end zone. That's how guys get injured. <laughs> that was like the first thing I thought. I'm like, dude, just, just take your touchdown. Walk away. That's, That's how you get catch. hurt. I think it was a couple of years ago. I know... Now I'm drawing a blank on who it was. There was two defensive ends who they did the classic celebration where they jump up and they kind of like throw their arms back, like in a stance and back to back weeks or like back to back two torn ACLs to end this. I'll have to look it up for us. I remember. I remember. It was like Brandon Lloyd or something like that. Wasn't it? Brandon Lloyd might've been one. I want to say one was actually Justin Houston, but like, one guy did it. It was like, oh man, maybe you shouldn't be going so crazy on your like your cellies where you're injuring yourselves oh. on these. And then the very next day or week, there was a guy who did the exact same thing and tore it. And people are like, come on, man. Like you just saw somebody do it. Didn't that happen to like Martin Gramatica too after a punt? He like he 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 like oh yeah he was just coffin corner punt and then he gets stoked and fucking shreds his abs, his like ACL or something like that. <laughs> You're already tough in the league as like a five foot eight punter, but like then you go do that. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my season. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So let's get into the second of our segments. It's it's almost as popular as the Thanos Stars, but it's not. It's Nikki Starts with Taylor Luan. We need like a little fun like music clip that goes with that. You know what I mean? Like a good morning like America kind of thing. Really great music to it yeah on the good morning uh steve who's your who's your sneaky start this week well uh, i feel I'm like we've really shown a clip happy. of this already yeah i'm re- well no you can choose the other clip if you want i'm really happy you asked that ryan um <laughs> chris, chris was right not a lot of people were starting this brilliant young man who we were talking about um I actually could have put him as an ad, to be honest, in Yahoo leagues. He's rostered in 44% of the leagues. Somehow he was only started in 29%. Uh, You know, again, in in our app, he was rostered in 39%, 4% started. I got Gus the bus, man. Like it on the surface, it seems like a very like, duh, obviously start him. But I think a lot of people were you know, unsure how he was going to be used coming back out of that injury. This was his first game. Um, The Ravens are dealing with their other star running back who maybe got pushed in a little too hard too quickly. And now he's getting his knee scope. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Um, Harbs is using him as the clear cut back. And, um, you know, this week they're, they're going to be playing against a, a stout Tampa defense. So, I, I would not expect the same level of production out of Gus Edwards uh, as he had against Cleveland, but I think you should be starting Gus Edwards. You should not be worried about Justice Hill poaching carries from him. They're going to get their couple here and there, but you know, 
start Gus Edwards with the utmost confidence going forward. Um, they're also on a short week this week. They're the Thursday night game. So I still think you start him because he is a clear RB one, which is hard to come by in the league, but I would just temper expectations as to how much productivity he will put up. Like he's not going to follow it up with another, you know, two touchdowns, 80 yards or whatever it was, but I still think he's a solid flex play and he's a good RB one. Well, you know, Dobbins is out and, He's even going to be an RB2 when Dobbins is back. So start Gus the bus. Suck it, Chris. You don't know anything. Hey, Steve. That's what he'd try to say. And then he'd bring out a tissue or something. Yeah, or he would yawn. I'm, I'm going to recant that by yawning. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, man, yeah. Fantasy football, that's super boring. Totally. Those are really good fake yawns. Like Mine was a real one. I, it went fake, and then it went real really quick. So. You know, we don't record in the afternoon. Ted, who is your start this week? Uh, my sneaky start this week is Harrison Bryant, tight end, Cleveland Browns. Uh, he's currently Mercy. rostered in 2% of all leagues and being started in only 1% of all leagues. So this makes sense, obviously, because he's Njoku's backup. Uh, so David Njoku, currently your fantasy tight end, number six, number four in PPR leagues. That means uh, points per reception. Yeah, he's on pace for over 1,000 yards. Uh, and that's all without Deshaun Watson. So this is all really good. Um, you know, I think he was on his way yeah, past his second 70 or 70 yard game. So that would have been his fourth this season already. And you can't really just go out and replace a number one tight end like that. But Harrison Bryant has stepped in and been the number two in this offense for a while. He's also taken over for Njoku when Njoku's gone down and proven a worthy red zone target. Uh, so you probably aren't going to get the yardage production that you're going to get in joke out of an Njoku that you would for Harrison Bryant, but he's still a threat to score, maybe even more so than Njoku. So I think you're probably looking at something in a really good productive week, like maybe 50 yards, you know, four to five receptions and a red zone score. So if you can get your hands on a Harrison Bryant, he's obviously going to be available, pick him up and then start him with confidence. There you go. There you go. I mean, obviously you're going to pick a Cleveland Brown. That is your MO. I haven't been on the Brown train this year. I have, uh, I've been trying to temper my pick somewhere different. Wow, you're growing. I picked, I picked a Raven too, Ted. Don't let. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. I can pick whoever I want. So, um, I've got an interesting one this week, and it's. I mean, it's not a crazy start, but it is interesting. So, uh, Ellinger is now starting in Indy. Maddie Ice has been iced, likely for the season, unless there's an injury, and. I think you need to know that when you start a new quarterback, you don't give them the whole playbook. As we've seen with Cooper Rush, there was a lot of essentially rush plays, not a lot of deep bombs. And I'm going to pick Naheem Hines, or however you say his name. Um, He should see the whole playbook, and that's all the running game. He's a great pass catcher. Last week, he went five for five in, uh, in targets for 41 yards which was on on the receiving side pretty decent. His rushing wasn't exactly stellar, but you're not starting him as a rushing running back. You're going to start him as a pass catcher. Obviously, JTT, a.k.a. Randy from Home Improvement, uh, (laughs) will be your clear number one. But you know what? You're going to probably get some decent yards out of uh, Hines this week. And like I said, when you're getting getting a green quarterback – they're not going to be asking to do deep stuff and, you know, throw some screen passes and make some stuff happen. <laughs> Did I just, I just, I, I just, 
I wasn't going to do anything, but Ted instantly uh, started to smile. Okay, we just got to go with this. Okay, Hashtag we're going to roll with it. Just do Hashtag deep stuff. Deep stuff, yeah, exactly. And our good friend Chris, who likely would have ripped me to shreds after that one, is telling you to go start Daniel Jones this week. 41% roster, 26% started. While the Seahawks defense is improving, they're still giving up yardage and points to quarterbacks, as as another team would do. Jones has the ability to scramble. We saw Kyler Murray rush for 100 yards just two weeks ago against that same defense. If you're streaming a quarterback or your number one is on a bye, Danny Dimes is your guy. I think Chris wow. might, might have a future in advertising. If your number one is on a bye, Danny Dimes is your guy. That's like a Saul Goodman reference almost, eh? I like that. Oh, I like that. Hitting the Breaking Bad. Now that Ted knows what we're talking about, we can do all of those references. Mm. Are you, you done Breaking Bad? Are you still watching that show? No, I wrapped it up. Oh, thank the Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to catch up. So have you decided, are you going to do uh, El Camino or are you going to do Better Call Saul? I'm, I'm two episodes into to El Camino right now and I'll just watch Better Call Saul. No, I'm two episodes into Better Call Saul and I'll just watch El Camino the first time that I get a couple hours to myself. There you go. I'm on season three. It is good. Love it. Love nice. it. But we're going to get into sleepy ads to conclude our show. Ah, just like Chris's participation this week, so is that photo. It's sleepy. Ted, we're going to roll back right with you. Who is your ad this week? I believe it's oh, someone man. we all know and love. I'm going back to the well. Uh, but this isn't your typical sneaky ad off the waiver wire being that it's trade deadline and so many of these guys have been snapped up i'm going to give you a trade target this week is something a little bit different something you can invest some funds into to get yourself a, a possible league winner in my opinion if you can get them on your roster and everything goes right so my guy is kareem hunt running back cleveland browns uh but it's been a series of trade requests an underforming team underperforming team, a stocked backfield because this backfield really is good in Cleveland, an expiring contract and only nine carries over his last two weeks. So I would, if I were you target the forming former rushing champ on a buy low, because I really think the Browns are going to move off him. I don't think there's intention to keep him. I think they're slowly paring him down in the offense. Um, and it, it won't really take long for, um, other guys that are sitting in the wings in the number three and four spot to get in including draft capital that they've spent money on too. So I really think Kareem Hunt is on his way out. So if I were you, go after the former rushing tramp and ch tramp champ tramp. and see if He's you can't get a yourself a, a possible league winger who ends up putting out at the end of the season. Yeah, I don't think he's a tramp. He he might not be the like the nicest human being. Like he's more of a stamp reasons, but like I don't know if he's a tramp. He might not he's be a tramp. He's a, he's a tramp. Uh, okay We're, this is gonna get weird real quick real quick uh steve who is your ad this week you went to the second uh, page of the document so i have to scroll down here second page mm, mm. Um, i mean you know ad. i was just looking oh okay um my ad is shouldn't, shouldn't be a, a mystery to you at all Look, I was still singing Lady in the Tramp, Leave Me Alone. It's a great song. <laughs> it's stuck in your head. You you have to sing it ah, out before you move on. That iconic it. spaghetti scene. Just I was going to say, what are you doing after the show? Let's go to Old Spaghetti Factory and get freaky. <laughs> are you buying? Are you selling? Okay. Does anybody actually eat spaghetti at the Old Spaghetti? It can't be good. I don't think so. I think my kids do. That's about it. Yeah, I, I like the, you get like the mizitra with like brown butter. 
it's it's wonderful. It's the it's most like a really worldly thing I think I've ever heard you say. It's really mm. it's kind of like a salty cheese. It's uh, the, the mazitra and brown butter. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing and probably not pronouncing it right, but I don't care. I like it. So. That's okay. No one's gonna judge you. Yeah. Well, you guys will, but that's okay. We will. Yeah, I was gonna say not right now, though. Yeah. For the week is Mr. Paris Campbell of oh, I remember the him. Indianapolis Colts. He's still uh, there, hey? Yeah, he's kind of like a forgotten one. He's only 25 years old. Um, he's struggled with a little bit of injuries throughout the years. Um, he's rostered in only 5% of Yahoo leagues. Um, in sleeper leagues, he's only rostered in 11% of the leagues. And his snap percentage of the season, Ted is someone who really loves targets. I also look at snap percentage because if you're not on the field, you can't make the play. So last week I had mentioned he was on the field for a hundred percent of the play. That's pretty weird for wide receiver, like quarterbacks, offensive linemen, uh, hashtag football knowledge. They're usually around that hundred percent. This week he followed it up with being on the field for 98%. Wow. So his targets the last two weeks, 11 targets, 12 targets, seven catches, 10 catches, um, he's not going nuts with the yards per catch. We know he's got that explosive ability in him, uh, but he's scoring touchdowns as well. And I think this is a guy that not only could you add, clearly there's there's availability, but you know, I have I would have him as a start candidate. Like he outperformed, I think, all of my tight end or my tight, all of my wide receivers this uh week. That doesn't say much for your team, Steve. Yeah, like my team had a little bit of a struggle with like a Mike Evans and stuff like that. I had I had my two big boys on uh, on the bench, which I had mentioned last week. Didn't didn't really go well for me. But Paris Campbell is somebody who, um, even though Matt Ryan won't be throwing the ball, the the offense seems to be looking for him in situations, and he's on the field all the time. That is a recipe for high end productivity. This is a guy that you want to start like in one of those flex spots and feel good about him, you know, getting you four to six points probably. And then when he, you know, gets a couple extra catches and maybe a, a red zone target or a touchdown, you know, you're vaulting yourself into those, those real points that, that will win you weeks. Unfortunately, not for me. I left him on my bench. So don't be stupid like me. Start Paris Campbell this week. Yeah, he got hurt after week six last week against Houston. So he, he was coming off a big game. I think he had two touchdowns, or no, one touchdown last. This was last season, so 11 points, and then he got hurt. Um, I had him the season before that. He got hurt again, didn't he? That was, he was, out that was his rookie year. He kind of, he kind of struggled. Or, no, 2019, was, so he's been in. Yeah, he's been all over the place. With, you're right with injuries, but I mean the Colts have definitely tried to use him as much as humanly possible when he has been healthy. So, I mean, I've had him. He was a rookie keeper for me. Yeah. He's got another really good matchup next week in, in Washington. Um, They give up a ton of points to wide receivers. So um, yeah, start him with confidence peeps and path catching running backs. I've been told from a previous segment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is, this really is a good pick. And so when I logged onto the list to late to, 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 to lay my sneaky start for the week, Paris was going to be it. And before I saw that he was sitting in your sneaky ad, and I'm thinking to myself, how do you sneaky ad this guy? But I looked at your sneaky start and it was the only thing that you probably would have started ahead of Campbell. So, or not, or sorry. Uh, yeah. So that would have been 
a, a good candidate for a sneaky start this week on, on just about anybody's roster, especially as we're heading into the bye weeks. It's crazy. You can steal all of my stuff and yet you see you see anything on Steve's list and it's like sacred territory. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's just that you're so slow to get to the dock, so Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Me. There's what is it? The kettle black or something like that? Is that what's the phrase? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm not trying to listen, you know the phrase, and I'm not trying to be that. Only like person of color on the show, right? <laughs> Listen, it's a phrase. You can look it up. <laughs> Something. So go ahead. Anyway, we're going to see. Brian, you've lost. Just this, shut this up. is going wrong. Yeah, this is going, this is going places. Uh, my ad for this week is Raheem Blackshear. I don't know who you're going to believe when it comes to the Carolina backfield. Uh, if it's going to be Chubba Hubbard that is going to be the guy or not. Um, they are trying to move Blackshear up the the depth chart but if hubbard does miss any time i believe he's questionable for this week um he's a pass catching or he's a rookie pass catching running back he's going to get reps and by the end of this season obviously with cmc gone you might catch lightning in a bottle you might have a random guy that ends up you know coming out of nowhere that uh becomes a keeper for you out of nowhere again we're we're going into week eight so you're really going to have to be digging deep on some of these. But you know what? Pay attention. If you follow all of your pundits on Twitter and all the fantasy advice guys, like check out who these guys are in those markets and find out uh, who's been maybe, uh, you know, getting getting their name called out in practice. Because, I mean, it's the NFL. As, as we seem to see in the last couple of weeks, like anything is possible, whether it comes trades or injuries or just opportunity. I mean... If you're Sam Sam Ellinger, I think is his name, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't think he was going to be uh, a starting quarterback in the NFL this season. He figured he'd be in the NFL, not uh, headlining, you know, a Sunday matchup. So anything's possible, and especially with running backs. My goodness, if you know every single name, you I mean, you know a few. That's how we found out about Kristen Michael many, many moons ago. You, you brought up a really good point. You brought this up earlier in the in the episode as well, but looking at those fourth wide receivers, third running backs, um, we know that running back position is so volatile. Like any injury can happen at any second. Um, Chuba Hubbard has, has been known to have his share of injuries as well. Um, there's a good chance they don't overuse him because he's never been used as a feature back all the time. They've kind of split mm-hmm. carries. Um, and the other point is like, it might only be week eight, but like by week five, four, maybe even three in a lot of really good leagues, the waiver wire is junk. Like you are, it's hope and prayer all the time. So like, you know, in our league, when, um, when Cordero Patterson went out, I spent all of my fab bucks on Caleb Huntley. What about alligator? So alligator was taken by our friend Darren. And I thought to myself, if anything happens to the alligator, I've got myself an RB one, or if he doesn't produce, I've got myself a split back. Like not that I thought Caleb Huntley was going to be like the be all end all. And like you spend all your fab bucks on like the best guy. It's because by that point, it's just all crap. Like you're basically just taking the, the whatever you think your best idea of a lottery ticket is, Spend all of your fab bucks on this stuff because guess what? It's all a hope and a prayer at this point. Like 
usually the guys that will help lead your team like deep in those championship runs are the guys like uh, Ryan is mentioning here where if something happens to the lead back or if they're just like a guy like Hubbard isn't ready to take on the full reins of, you know, starting running back, you've got yourself an RB1 and we keep mentioning how hard those guys are to find in, uh, you know, fantasy football to begin with but by week eight they're almost impossible to find take a stab in the dark with these guys and remember i think another thing we've been saying the last couple weeks just kind of prepping you for trade deadline and and finding trade partners and everything on the flip side if we're looking for other things to kind of look at figure out the teams that actually give opportunity like there are definitely a handful of teams that do provide opportunity for those young guys or if things get kind of yucky that they give opportunity because it's garbage time in their season. Or like you look at Pittsburgh, for example, right? They're, they always seem to find this one receiver every couple of years. Like they've, they go through it and he becomes a star, right? You got the Mike Wallace's, you get Antonio Brown, Deontay Johnson, you get, uh, um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Mike, like running back to in Pittsburgh. It's, yeah. 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 It's it's so stupid how some of these guys just pop up on certain teams and sometimes you never hear about other teams that are given these kind of opportunities. So, I mean, there's teams that suck that give opportunity to everyone and it's just an absolute windfall of garbage. So, you know, look at the teams that actually do give proper opportunities to these guys. And so when there is a next man up, you know that that guy's going to get a good look. Like you look at an, any Andy Reid team, like if there's a running back to have, Usually you want to make sure you've got him. I don't care what team he's coaching because he gives opportunity there. So I, I also really like to look at like we're, we've been talking about the theme of this week is kind of like trades because the wild, wild, wild west is happening where like weird trades are happening. If we go to say an example, like Ted said, where the Browns are moving on from Kareem Hunt, a team like Cleveland doesn't give opportunity to guys when they have you know, that clear cut bell cow, um, like a Nick Chubb. But again, what, what, don't you want the handcuff? If, if that guy sucks and Nick Chubb goes down, you still have yourself like a high end RB two, even if he's not even that good, because Cleveland is just going to run the hell out of the ball. So like, it's not even good opportunities for me. It's where opportunities could possibly exist because like, no one really thought that Brees Hall was going to have a season-ending injury this week. A lot of people probably handcuffed Brees Hall. You're kidding. Yeah. They, okay. they handcuffed him with Michael Carter because that, that's like the clear-cut kind of next person up. But what we don't think about is they're going to give opportunity to Michael Carter, but now they have James Robinson. Now you have Travis Etienne all by himself. Well, what happens if Etienne goes out with an injury? They got somebody somebody's got to tow the rock, right? Somebody I mean, has to tow the rock. So like, look for those, especially if you are a classic Ryan team where you're at the bottom of the barrel and whoa, you're not whoa, 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 this level season of Jarvis Landry on your team, just because he used to be good and go for whoever. I don't even know who Jacksonville's backup is at this point. I would pick him up if I had like a throwaway player, just in case something happens. Like, you don't even have to like the player, and they're an instant trade piece for you. If something happens to Travis Etienne, you have an instant trade piece where it's probably not going to be a long-term thing, but 
sell them to one of those people who are going all in, who just need like me right now. I'm looking for a running back with opportunity. Oh, Something he's been on the show. We know who he is. Jamichael hasty. <laughs> oh, Jamichael hasty. That's right. And then so, Snoop Connor. I think I'm going to go after Snoop. Just to say you have Snoop Connor. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Look for those things. I, I think it's very underwhelming of, picking up those guys who could potentially like, do I really need Robbie Anderson on my team? Who's like, might not start or do I want to take like that lottery ticket? If it pans out, it could be the, like you have to risk big to win big. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like risk, it, risking a Jarvis Landry or a Corey Davis is not risking big. That's no. just smart. That's a smart bet. Yeah. It's like, don't hold on to those players who you may never start the players who aren't going to be, anything for you and look for those home runs like we all watch survivor here oh don't tell me don't tell me i'm behind on it but it's a classic survivor thing right survivor players are getting very ballsy and taking like the wildest risks that a lot of time knock them out of the game and they're like look to win this game you have to be risk takers you have to do those unconventional things and i think fantasy football has a lot of correlations with that where it's like I'm going to take a risk on this guy. If it pans out, great. If it doesn't, no, like, skin off of my teeth. Like, yeah. Steve, you are, like, I love you right now. Though Where your brain just went, I am laughing so hard. So we forgot to give Chris a sleepy ad. And you beat me to the punch by mere, mere seconds. Uh-huh. So his sleepy ad this week, and my joke was going to be the very first winner of Survivor, Greg Dulcich, which is actually Richard Durant. <laughs> like the fact you went there, man. I love you. Um, tight end for the Broncos, sixty percent of snaps last week. Ran thirty-four routes, had nine targets, uh, six catches, fifty-one yards, rostered in fourteen percent. So um, you're talking about Survivor. Any by any means necessary. It's fantasy football. Start stashing these guys if you have a deep enough bench. If you don't. I mean, make smart picks, but take some calculated risks as well, um, like, much like Richard did on the first season of Survivor, and it won him, uh, what was that stupid vehicle that he won? The Pontiac. Uh, oh, the Aztec. The Aztec, Aztec. and yeah. a million bucks. And then <laughs> he went to jail. Out of all the vehicles five. that you could have forgotten, did you, have you ever seen Breaking Bad, Ryan? That's this, this, the, yeah. the main well, character. It was so many months ago. Drives Ted, a Pontiac Aztec. Yeah. It was so many That's months it. ago. It's fresh in your brain. Go like years ago so like some details are kind of yeah you seem to have forgotten the aztec though like that was an iconic i know it was i was looking for the badge so anyway great great segue steve way to be on it buddy um that pretty much concludes it for us if that helps no one fantasy cast you can find us obviously on the dean blundell network check out our saturday night starts for sunday it's a good article it's getting a lot of love online apparently uh thousands of you are reading this which is super great because <laughs> i mean it's us so if thousands of you are clearly we're doing something right um whoops you can make sure you can check exactly whoops. uh you can check us out on youtube you can obviously check us out on our twitter account which is most of the time me um we're obviously all on twitter you can check out our our, our cool sayings and such and i don't know Join us every week, obviously, on this show, 8.30. This was a special 8 o'clock timestamp because apparently we've got divas on the show and we all need our beauty sleep. So 
That's fine. That's fine. I do appreciate that. I can edit this a lot sooner. So you guys, we're going into week eight. Things are going to get crazy again. I promise you. We're probably going to hear about some wacky trade in the NFL or some injury that nobody saw coming. And we're all going to be rushing to the waiver wire. Let's single file. Let's do it in line. Let's not get any injuries ourselves. We, we, we can do this safely. Yeah, elbow, elbows up. Exactly. <laughs> Screw that. Elbows up. Take no prisoners. Um, on behalf of Ted and Steve and a, a very, very, very distant Chris. Where probably sleeping right now, most likely. <laughs> and that, that bugs me in a lot of ways. Weird. Yeah, it's I got a live so cam. The we're live cam yeah. yeah, we're not gonna get into that. That's a whole other show. Um I'm Ryan. This is that helps no one fantasy cast on the Dean Blundell Network. Good luck in all of your fantasy endeavors, whether they're football or not. Peace out. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.